You're visiting the mom next door and our stories of faith. I'm glad you dropped by for a visit. Please stay a while and hear what the Lord has done in the lives of moms just like you and me. You're joining us for another episode of the Mom Next Door Stories of Faith. And today I am getting to meet Gretchen for the first time. And I'm kind of excited because she's a mom just like you and me, but she's written a book about fasting. And I know that that is something that I really want to learn more about. It's something that I know as a believer I should be practicing. But sometimes, you know, I just don't get it. And life is busy and mom life is busy. And we could all use somebody to teach us a little bit more about that. Maybe somebody who's gone down the road a little ahead of us, who's just done a little more studying. So Gretchen, first off, would you just introduce yourself? Maybe, maybe where you live or your family or whatever you want to share with us. And then we want to hear your heart about fasting. Yeah. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me. I think the most important things about me are that I'm a mom three adult daughters and, uh, and a grandma, now a grandma. I've been married for 30 years. We were missionaries for nine and honestly didn't expect to ever become a writer. But four years ago, God completely changed what I thought I was doing and has been an amazing journey. So now my life has always been geared towards intimacy towards the Lord and drawing people into a deeper relationship with him. But now I do it through my writing and, and through speaking too, but now mostly just through writing. So, yeah. I love it. And I think that's, that's kind of what happens. Like our kids grow up and we move on to a different phase. That's kind of what I'm starting to dabble in now too. I'm like, wow, four of my kids are grown and, and my littlest one just turned eight. And so wow, life changes and we're able to step forward in new things. And so I applaud you for that. You're stepping forward in a new thing. And uh, it's exciting when God leads us and we step into obedience where he takes us. So exactly. So our topic is going to be just talking about fasting. And I have a group on Facebook called Less Than Perfect Christian Mamas. And if you're in that group, you even saw a few weeks ago, I put out a question and I said, hey, I'm going to be talking to somebody about fasting. If you were to be in the room with Gretchen, what would you like to know about fasting? And so I have a list of questions here and maybe I just throw them out at you and you see how, we'll see how we go. But I think they're common questions for busy mothers. All right, bring them on. Actually, maybe I should just say, start, talk to me like I know nothing. Talk to me like I'm five years old. What is fasting? How about that? Okay, we can do that. Sure. Honestly, I think the most important thing that we need to know, well, let's just say for the purpose of this type of fasting, okay, there's lots of different types of fasting, but for me, I have mostly been drawn into what I refer to as the bridal fast. The bridal fast is where I am, you know, just like a bride preparing for a wedding. I am so focused on my bridegroom. I am so drawn to one thing and one thing only, and that is getting to know the one I love. And so for me, fasting, setting aside food, or it could just be that you're setting aside distractions. Fasting to me is a way of stilling the soul, 
so that I can press in and get to know the one that I love, getting to know Jesus. Yeah, and we can talk about the scriptures and all that, but I want to hear some of the questions because I'll probably end up throwing some scriptures in to answer those as well. <laughs> sure. Well, you did kind of start in part of it is that how is biblical fasting different from diet fasting? Because I think sometimes like, is this something we could kill two birds with one stone? Are we, you know, how does that work? What is it only in regards to food? And you kind of mentioned some of that. Yeah, okay. Let me just say, first of all, the funny thing is that any time in the past that I have fasted, spiritually speaking, okay, because my heart is towards the Lord. If I have this little, uh, maybe, you know, never know, you know, I might be able to drop a couple pounds while I do this. Do you know that I've never lost weight on a spiritual fast ever? And I feel like this is just me. This is just me and my interpretation. Like God says, you know what? I want to make sure your motive stays right. So just, I'm never going to let you lose weight on these fasts because I don't want you to go to them as a way to lose weight. I want you to stay focused. And I think the biggest difference, the biggest difference between we'll call it spiritual or biblical fasting and fasting for your body or fasting for health is about the heart. What is a heart seeking? I mean, if we're fasting because we're learning about autophagy or we want to get healthier and we want to cleanse and we want to detox. That's great, but that's not a biblical fast. And the funny thing is that once in my life I fasted. So I've, I've done, I don't even know how many fasts I've done, but only once have I fasted for a physical thing. I was dealing with a problem in my shoulder and I had learned about the way that the body can self heal. If you, fast for at least like three days. They call it an autophagy fast. And so I was like, okay, all right, I'm going to, my body needs to rest and reset. I'm going to try this. I've never fasted for a physical reason. And let me tell you three days of no eating, not because I was trying to draw close to God just for physical stuff. This was the hardest fast I have ever done in my entire life. I mean, I laid in bed for two of those days thinking I was dying. <laughs> it was horrible because there was no grace. It wasn't, I'm not saying that it's wrong. It is good to fast for physical reasons and health reasons. It is, it is very good for us, but I saw the difference between fasting for that reason and fasting for a spiritual reason where the grace of God comes on me and helps me fast. Because he is your sustainer as you are in that for, like you kind of talked about it earlier, like getting to know him, you're thirsty for him. You are growing in Christ. And so he sustains you in that where maybe just a physical fast is, um, it just has a different purpose is I think what you're saying. Exactly. So what would be a good situation to enter a fast? Like, do you just put it on your calendar? Like I'm going to fast every Friday or I, I fast once a month. How do you know when you should fast or is it around certain situations? What does that look like? Honestly, I think just like anything in our, in our relationship with the Lord is it is about relationship. So I don't like to do anything religiously. You know, like, okay, I should fast. So I'm going to fast every single Friday. If God tells me, Hey, fast every Friday. Sure. Then I'll fast every Friday. But honestly, I, 
So there's two times that I usually fast. One is I feel the Holy Spirit, just these gentle little nudges, like it's time to set aside, you know, your time. It's time to set, push away the plate. It's time to stay really focused on me. And I can tell, hmm, I feel he's leading me into the fast. And usually it's a, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> like my flesh is kind of reacting. Just because he's nudging me to do it doesn't mean I necessarily want to. And then the second, but I'll still do it. <laughs> the second time I usually feel like fasting, and this is more often than not, I will fast because maybe I'm distracted. Maybe I'm stressed. Maybe I've been working a lot. Maybe my mind is really, um, we'll say drawn into chaos or you know, swirls. And I, I can just tell my mind is busy and it can't get quiet to hear the Lord. I don't want to live in a state where I'm not feeling this continual connection with the Holy spirit. And so I will be like, you know, I'm feeling distracted in my time with the Lord. And throughout the day, I think I'm going to step aside and plan a fast. And then I'll talk to him about it and say, okay, Lord, this is what I'm feeling. Do you want me to fast? And if so, what are we fasting? What do I need to put aside? So for example, let's say that, well, I don't watch the news, but this is a really good example. Let's say somebody, especially with the way the world has been lately, is a news watcher and they are like sitting in front of the news all the time. And they're wondering why they're stressed and they're starting to have anxiety attacks and God, I need you to speak to me, but I'm not hearing anything. Could be because they're stuck on the news and they're not stepping away. And now their heart has engaged with all of these negative reports. So for that person, it could be that the Holy Spirit is just going to tell them, hey, turn the television off, put down your phone. And instead of pouring yourself into the news, I want you to take those hours to step aside and be with me. Can you just take a week and not listen to any negative reports and come away with me? That's good. And now you're speaking my language because a uh, busy mom, right? Like, okay, so how do I do that? I can turn off the news, but my children do not come with a remote control, you know? And um, so that sometimes I think the busyness of life is centered around family life. These are good things, but sometimes the good takes captive of the best, right? So I'm trying to think through how do we do that as moms? Like I, I feel a brain fog and a clutter and a busyness of life. Like my children and responsibilities are pulling me from here to there. Do I just need permission? Like, are you just giving me permission to say, it's okay to miss soccer practice and stay home and spend time with the Lord. But if I do do that, then my child is going to be like, mom, what's up? Why didn't we go? And then they're going to be like on me the whole night. So I don't get to go step aside and pray anyway. So was it worth it? Like, I think sometimes we're afraid to step into a fasting because we're pretty sure we're going to sabotage it or our family's going to sabotage it. And then what was the point? Does that make sense? Yeah, a thousand percent. So, you know, when I remember when we were on the mission field, because we were on the mission field for nine years. And so a huge chunk of that time, you know, my kids were younger. Um, some of 
some of them were becoming teenagers and, and I know exactly where you're at. Like, Hey, we've got things to do. Hey mom, I'm bored. You know, this just life keeps you busy when you're a mom. And so what I did was there was a couple things. Number one, I remember it was years ago. I went to a conference and I heard this woman, her name was Fuchsia Pickett, Dr. Fuchsia Pickett. And she said this one thing that has stuck with me since, I mean, for years, she said, you can have as much of God as you want. And it was one of those revelation, you know, you hear the hallelujah choir in the background. It was like, so life-changing for me because I thought, well, I can have a, I, I want a lot of God. How do I get it? And I knew right then. So I had, at that time, I had a, a, a like, a five-year-old, a toddler, and a newborn baby. And I thought, it's impossible. There's no way I can change what I'm doing. I'm exhausted. I'm wake. I'm, if I'm not being woke up by the baby, I'm being woke up by the other ones. But I knew in my heart that this was my truth to hold on to. And so I decided to get up earlier, earlier than I already was with the lack of sleep. And I'm one of those people, I need a lot of sleep, okay? I'm not one of those four hours. I'm great. And so I started waking up before the girls and spending time with the Lord. And let me tell you, it was life-changing. Yeah, there was definitely days that I felt like it was a waste of my time because I couldn't connect. I was so exhausted. But 95% of the time when I decided to get up early and spend time with God, there was so much grace on me that day. I had more energy and mental alertness than I had before. It was like, God said, Hey, you're honoring me. Let me bless you. And it was incredible. And that changed everything for me. So then I decided for fasting, when I was so busy, I would, I believe communication is a super big key. We assume our kids are going to be upset. If we miss something, we assume our husband won't want to do this, that, or the other to to step up a little bit for a few days. But if we don't talk to them and ask them, how do we know? I mean, let's be honest. If So for me, I would tell my husband, hey, I really feel like the Lord's pulling me into a fast. I feel super busy and distracted and foggy. Can you step up a little bit over the next, give me three days, just three days. Can you help with bath time? Can you put them to bed? Can you help me clean up after dinner? You know, I would have certain things that I would, ask him to do. And then I would tell my girls, Hey, mommy can't be there for this one time. I'll be there next time. But right now I can't go to this game where I can't take you to ballet, but dad's going to take you to ballet. And I would explain, I just need some Jesus time, but it was a good lesson for them to know, Hey, when I'm starting to feel upset, I need Jesus time. That's mommy's answer. That's gotta be my answer too. So I think we, we put this pressure on ourselves to, to be the perfect mom and to do all of the things that we know we should do, 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 but all of our doing has to come from our being. You know, the Bible says that in him, we live and move and have our being That's Acts 17, 28, I think. But if we're not living in the awareness of him, if we're not keeping ourselves centered in his presence, 
what do we actually have to give our kids? It's like we're throwing scraps out because we're so exhausted. We're not giving them all that God wants us to give them. When we're full and refreshed and we're receiving what we need to receive, we just start flowing out and the kids see it. They know, oh, mommy's actually more patient. Oh, mommy's actually having more fun. She's laughing more. Why is that? Because mommy's taking more time to spend with God. Oh, I see mommy's fasting. Oh, mommy decided to not watch TV tonight. She's spending time with God. So yeah, I think the pressure, we put too much pressure on ourselves. And I think it's time to give ourselves some grace and say, Hey, what is my, what is my number one priority in life? And if our number one priority in life is getting to know God, then everything else changes. Okay. So let's unpack a little bit more. So I'm thinking like, how easy is it to say, great, my husband just took them. They're gone. They'll be gone for three hours. I'm just going to go do the dishes and get them caught up. And I'm going to pop a little laundry in because I can get that going. And then, you know what I mean? Are you seeing this? Like we, as moms, we don't get off that. What do you call it? That, um, cage, that spinning cage, whatever it's called. Anyway, yes, that we just, we just keep moving. And so we really need to, I guess that's a matter of self-discipline. Like I need time with Jesus. I do have a friend came to take my kids to the park for a little bit, or, you know, grandma came over or whatever. I'm going to go in the room and really do it. You know, I think sometimes that's part of it is that self-discipline and that's an honesty with God, I guess, too, that we're not going to, oh, good, I've got a few minutes. Now I'm going to go into my room with a bucket of ice cream and just relax, but trusting God to relax us in that time. That's one yeah. thing I was thinking. Yeah, I think that's really good. And let me just say, there's something to be said with hiding away with ice cream. I'm all for that. However, <laughs> I, I agree with you. It's an, it's an intentional decision. You know, we get to choose what we want. We can, we can have spiritual junk food. I, I call it spiritual junk food. It's like just having a quick time with God and then, Hey, grandma's picking up the kids. So now I'm going to do the cleaning when really God is offering us a feast. Hey, come feast on me. And yes, it is. It's it. I don't even know if I should call it. A, I guess it is a discipline. But for me, it's just a, what do I want the most? And I'm one of those, I want my house clean. I want everything organized. But I guess I, it's been years of practicing this. It's been years, you know, and, and I see now that every time I've made the best choice, that's when I see a change inside of me. So the other thing I noticed as you talk is your husband is absolutely supportive of this. You have spirituals talk with your husband and he recognizes that, you know, and your children recognize mom needs some Jesus time. So how do you, can you, can you give advice to a woman who has an unbelieving husband or um, maybe even just speaking about the things of God out loud is difficult. Um, I mean, I guess we all baby steps, right? You start out small and you, you start planting that seed. And the more you speak this, it becomes commonplace in your home. But I I can imagine that as you're starting out, that's a very different part, a different, very different point 
than as, you know, your children grow up watching you do that and they understand that mama needs that Jesus time. I don't know if you have any ideas or encouragement for that mom. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I'm trying to put myself in that position of how I would, how I would handle it or what, what I feel the Holy Spirit would do. And I think that, you know, if you're uncomfortable with speaking Jesus language, we'll just say around your husband, because you know, your husband may be poo poos on it, or he just laughs at it. You know, everybody's in different place in their lives. So if you're that person, then I would just use different language, you know, just use a different language. Hey, I'm feeling really stressed. I just need some alone time. You don't have to tell him the details. Can you just pitch in and help a little bit more? So I could just kind of step away and just take a breath. So in that situation, I would just change my language. But also, I there's still something to be said for this morning time, the way we start our day, you know, and if you really can't get help with from husband or family, you're a single mom, let's say you're a single mom, get up earlier and, and believe God to give you the grace that that time will change the whole course of your day because I'm, I just can testify how life-changing getting up early and starting your day with the Lord is. So if you can't, if you can't get the help, that's my recommendation for that. So I have a son in the army and man, those guys, they sleep at the weirdest times and with the strangest amounts of sleep. And one night he was here visiting and I was complaining about how much, how little sleep I was going to be having and my responsibilities for the next day. And, uh, he kind of, he, he's wise, you know, in his 21 years, he's got this wisdom and it comes from grandma. Grandma Lou has been a guest on this podcast a few times and people like hearing the interviews with her. So Ben tells me, mom, you don't need to worry about how much sleep you get tonight. You know what? He said, grandma told me the best thing. And ever since grandma told me that I never have trouble sleeping. It's always enough. He said, grandma told me that every night before I go to bed, I just pray that whatever sleep God gives me will be enough, that it will be enough that I, that I need, that it will, it will fulfill whatever I need. And God knows if I need four hours or if I'm going to get eight or if I'm going to be woken up after 30 minutes. And so, you know, from our children, we learn things. Grandma Lou, I'm going to take that one as well. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And isn't that just a reflection of our whole lives is we are learning to live each moment sensitive to the Holy Spirit, trusting that God is leading everything, 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 everything. And when, and, and for me, you know, that's why I fast. I fast because I want to keep myself sensitive. So when I fast, let's talk for just a minute about different ways that you can fast. Okay. So I'm going to start with hardcore and then we're kind of, we'll go down a little bit. Okay. If we're doing a full fast, let's say completely water only, no food. What I find happens in me is my body begins to slow down physically, you know, I'm slowing down, but I'm noticing I can hear God more clearly. 
I don't know how to explain it. I, I really think that it's a, it's something that I don't know how to explain it in the natural, okay? But when we push away the plate and we really feast on God's presence, something changes inside of us that sensitizes us to the Lord. I mean, there's been so many times where physically at the end of the fast, I'm so hungry and I want to eat, but my spirit is so full that I'm like, I, I don't even want to eat. I just want to stay in this place where I'm sensing him and I'm hearing him and I'm seeing things and I'm getting downloads of revelation. So there's that type of fast where you're not eating. But again, like we talked about the person who maybe is spending so much time watching the news that for them, it may be best to just not watch TV. So there's different types of fast you can do a Daniel fast where you're not eating meat or sweets or bread. You're just eating, say, fruits and vegetables. But the whole point is, this is a matter of the heart. God is looking at our heart. Why are we choosing to do this? If we're choosing to do it so that we can do a detox on our body, you know, that's, that's not the point of this fast. The point is to get to know him and to purposefully slow down and find his face. And if you're a busy mom and you really only can carve out a chunk in the morning and maybe a little chunk at night, what about little things like, do you spend 10 minutes on Facebook? Can you, for just a few days, can you not go on social media? Can you not watch a television show? You know, there's, I think this type of fast more than anything is, is a fast of the flesh. We are trying to get our flesh to take a back seat, our mind to take a back seat, and our spirit to be more connected with the Holy Spirit. Oh, I want to read you this. I read this this morning. And can I read something? Absolutely. Okay. It is from Isaiah 58, and that's the fasting scripture. And in verse, let's see, it's verse seven. Um, it's talking about the fast that God has chosen. And in this part, he says, when you see the naked that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. I just, that part right there, not hide yourself from your own flesh. One of the things that fasting does is it makes us not hide from our own flesh. So for example, if you get, some people get really angry when they're hungry. <laughs> some people, we call it the hangries. When you get angry when you're hungry, really, that's a good thing. And the reason I say that is because we have different triggers, right? There's different things that trigger different reactions in us. And if fasting causes you to get angry, I believe it is a way of the Holy Spirit highlighting, hey, there's a root of something, maybe unforgiveness, maybe bitterness, maybe fear, that I want to get to in this fast. So let's take the things that are triggered in us in our fast and bring them to the Lord. And then I want to just read one more verse in verse 13 and 14. It says, honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. You know, and in verse, verse three, he says, 
you know, people are saying, well, we fasted and we're not seeing you do what we expected you to do. <laughs> As if God's like, oh, you're fasting. Let me move heaven and earth and run to you because you're working in your own strength. I love in the Passion Translation where it says, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure. In the Passion Translation, it says, seeking your own desires. My point in all of this is to say, God calls us to fast, not to get him to move. We're not trying to twist his arm. God's arm can't be twisted. We can't talk him into anything. We're not trying to get him to move. We're trying to find his presence. We're trying to find that delight in him that strips away all the excuses of why, why we're distracted, all of the excuses of why we're not spending time with him. Fasting causes us to slow down. It's not a work. I think we have to be really careful to not look at fasting as this religious duty that gets God to do anything, but to approach fasting as a way of knowing him, approach fasting as a way of setting aside our desires of answers to prayer and all of these crazy, you know, we have so many things on our prayer lists. And I literally, I take usually during my fast, the things that I've been praying about. Now I'm talking about this type of fast, a bridal fast. Okay. I will take my to-do list. I will take my prayer list. I will take all of the things and I push them aside. And I just say, Lord, I want you. I want to know you. I want to hear you. I want to see you. I want you to speak to me. And I just get quiet. I think that's a really important thing during fasting is that we, and, and not even just in fasting, but just as a way of prayer to spend time. Um, it's called contemplation or quiet listening prayer, where we literally step aside and say, Lord, I'm just listening. You already know what's in my heart. I've already prayed it a million times. Now I want to know you and I want to hear you. So I think I just said about 10 different things that you asked me, but <laughs> hopefully I answered whatever it was you asked me. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. My, my brain goes in and out so quickly, but you know what <laughs> made me remember, or I guess what that made me think of is we do not need to be jotting down notes and preparing a whole like little cute basket full of fasting items. Like, to schedule our fast, it does not need to have, you know, a whole list of things. What you're saying is when I go to put my clothes in the washing machine and I feel the Lord say, just sit down and talk to me. Like, just sit down right now where you are. You know, you're in the car, <laughs> you know, you're in the shower, you are holding a baby at night, whatever. It does not require a formula. It is just that relationship and that crying out and that heart connection. Drop down and sit there and just have the Lord fill you. It doesn't have to be, we don't have to schedule a 12 hour fast. We don't have to schedule a three day fast. We just need to listen to the Lord and respond to him and how he calls us and how he speaks to us and move in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that this is, this is the goal, isn't it? If we are those who are 
hungry and thirsty. We are the lovers of God who want to get to know him. This is about a lifestyle. You know, this is about every moment of every day being his. And whether I'm sitting and writing or whether I'm teaching or whatever I'm doing, washing dishes, all of that, I'm doing everything with an attitude, with a, with a heart posture before him. So yeah, I agree with you. Wow. So, you know what, this has done for me, I think talking to you has taken the fear out of fasting, right? I feel so much more equipped. And before we are done here, I wanted you to tell everyone how we can get a hold of you. And I don't even remember if we mentioned, but you just wrote a book and it is called Encounter God Through 40 Days of Fasting. Am I right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called The Encounter. Mm -hmm. The Encounter. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's on Amazon. I did find that, but tell me more about your book and then where can people get a hold of you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So The Encounter, you can find it on Amazon. Yes. You can find it pretty much everywhere that you buy Christian books. And let me just say that even though it says 40 days of fasting with Jesus, you can use this for a one day fast. You can use this in your step away from the busyness, like we were talking about, but we, where people can find me is on my website, GretchenRodriguez.com. I have loads of free stuff on there. You can find my Facebook there, my Instagram, my YouTube. You can find, you can sign up for my biweekly newsletter where I share um, little excerpts of other devotionals that I've written. I hear his whisper, which is a prophetic devotional that I wrote with Brian Simmons. Lots of, lots of goodies on that site. So yeah, check it out. Well, I'm so glad to have had this opportunity to meet with you. This has been really good. And would you mind just closing us out with prayer? Yeah, thank you. Father, we thank you for this time that we've had together. And Lord, as we step away from this podcast, we want you to know, Lord, that our heart has been stirred. Even my heart, Lord, has been stirred drawn into your presence. And Father, I speak the blessing of God over every single person that's been listening, that their hearts would be open, that their desire would be towards you, and that they would notice those little nudges, that they would notice the times that you're drawing them away, and that their hearts would be set on this journey to encounter you and to know you like never before. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I hope that you've been encouraged or challenged in your faith today and that something we discussed prompts you to grow deeper in your walk with the Lord. If it has, make sure you tell a friend so they can grow along with you. And if you or a friend would like to be a guest and share about God's faithfulness in your life, please email me at podcast at because when we tell of God's faithfulness, we never run out of stories. Whatever is true.